Day Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Falquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... It's been a windy but good sunny Sunday afternoon for everybody across the Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. How many Super Bowls? What's your first Super Bowl that you not not that you've seen highlights of because you're a young pup? That I watched the first Super Bowl you vividly remember watching. The um, Giants Redskins. Was that ninety? Wow, you are young. Well, yeah, I mean, I just was born in 83. Really young. Yeah. I remember that. I, I'm so, so old. I remember the girl you're premium toss up in the air after the old botched field goal attempt. That's back. Uh, yeah, born in, born in 83. I don't remember any of those 49ers ones, you know, 49ers, Bengals, 49ers. The one, because I was such a Cowboys fan, the one I really remember was the 75 pit, the Steelers-Cowboys game. Just still uh, – Still pretty upset about that one. <laughs> this is The Nation. We do it every Sunday night, and we're glad to be here with our good friends at the Texas Roadhouse here in Alcoa. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe, and we certainly are pleased that you would choose to spend part of your Sunday evening with us. We do this every Sunday evening. A little bit earlier today, because of Super Bowl oh, Sunday, yeah. the Chiefs and the 49ers kick it off about 6.30, a little after 6.30, yeah. which means the game will be over about midnight. No, Super Bowl goes pretty fast compared yeah, compared yeah. to most. No, you got the, they're also smart enough to. You get the longer halftime show, but they're also you're smart pretty enough. fired up about the halftime show this year, aren't you? No, never am. Um, but they are really smart about starting you know their marquee event at a little after six versus everybody else starting at nine o'clock. You know, and when you're old like me, you can't stay up. You know, you know the thing that drives me the craziest, and I know we're getting off tangent here, is the NCAA tournament basketball games that start that are scheduled typically to start about 9.50 or 9.55 and invariably don't start until about 10.20 or 10.25. So mm-hmm. you're, you're out there playing basketball 
in, in the games that count the most that season past midnight. Yep. Kids are coaching and but I understand it's TV. It's all TV driven, but still, that's just it. Just makes no sense. But anyway, glad to be here on Super Bowl Sunday again. A little bit earlier. We're glad you're with us. The uh, the nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by our friends at Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating their 30th anniversary serving Tennesseans. Be ahead of other buyers by getting pre-qualified. Before you start looking, pre-qualification gives you bargaining power and can help you close quicker, get pre-qualified, get moving. Mortgage Investors Group has real offices with real people right here in Tennessee. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Their mortgage experts will find and they'll structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants to be your home loan lender. Are you buying a new home? Uh, maybe you just need to lower your home loan payment or, or simply pull out some cash out of the equity in your home. Let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. Go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Uh, not a memorable, really a pretty forgettable last couple days on the hardwood uh, for Rick Barnes' Vols and Kelly Harper's Lady Vols. Lady Vols losing number to number one South Carolina today by 21. And then yesterday, uh, Tennessee's men's basketball team goes to Starkville. And really, let's just, let's just call it the way it is. They're just completely, and, and Coach Barnes said this, completely dominated. In the paint in the second half. In the second half, yeah. They led at halftime. Right. No, they led. They led by six and actually played some pretty good basketball in the first half. In the second half, it was a like watching really one team play on a 12-foot goal and the other team play on an 8-foot goal. Well, Tennessee was had no answers for, for State in the second half inside. And that's two games where rebounding – or inside play really has been Tennessee pretty yeah. hard. You know, at A&M, well, they just got, the game before, got just man killed them on the by, Yeah, by a team that doesn't normally rebound the ball very well. I mean, you know, Rob Lewis told me this stat, because I'm sure I'm not going to take credit for it. A&M had more offensive rebounds than Tennessee had rebounds. Yeah. Not going to win a lot of games like that. And, uh, and, and Rick Barnes will be the first to tell you that. This team's going to get a lot better. And there's a lot, of, a lot of issues. And you knew when Lamonte Turner went out, it was going to be a tough road for this team. But now, Bowden, and, and, you know, we can sit here and talk every week about Bowden's struggles. But what's, what's happening is teams are game planning to stop him. And he, you didn't have as much of that last year. And that's been an adjustment that it's been hard for him because last year everybody's game planning to stop Grant Williams, Adam Schofield. This year, they yeah, go in to get. They, in a lot of ways, he was getting the team's third. He was getting the opponent's third right. or fourth best defender. So, so opponents, Tennessee's opponents this year, going into games, devising ways to take him out of the game. Yep. And that's been in, in losing on top of that, losing Lamonte Turner has really been difficult for Tennessee. And then I think it's it's pretty obvious in watching Josiah Jordan James. He's just uh, physically, I think he's had an injury that has sort of lingered, and I don't know if it's a hip or a groin, a little bit of both. But he just does not look very confident, uh, not moving well. I think that's something that's probably going to be something that plagues him for the rest of the year, and has plagued him now for a while. Yeah, got to get healthy, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, and I mean, I'm not, I don't want to speculate how serious or not serious. You know, but the point is though, 
you're getting to this point in the year where you're dealing with a lot of bumps and bruises a lot across of teams the board. Are. A lot of teams are, not, not just Tennessee. But when you're a freshman and, and you're asked to play, you know, a lot of the lead guard, in, it, it, sometimes that's a really tough adjustment, tough transition. You know, when you're a freshman trying to play and, and lead a basketball team for the first time and you have injuries, you know, you have a yeah. – this is something that's – it's new, and I'm sure he's a tough kid. Well, he we'll talked last week, you know, felt like Tennessee needed to potentially go 2-0 and this past week just based off the fact that you had A&M at home. That's a very winnable game, against a, but not a very good A&M team. And then you go to State. And then you go to State. And cause just because Coleman Coliseum has been such a house of horrors for Tennessee basketball over the years, and that's your next appoint, opponent. Instead, you go 0-2. And yeah, now you're 12-4-4 four, four and four in league play, 12-9 yeah. and nine overall. And, and I think in talking to some people today, you look at what lies ahead for this Tennessee basketball team in terms of the schedule. It's rough. So just really now, I mean, we're talking a week ago about how, what does this team need to do to get into the NCAA tournament. Now it's you know, hold on, try to make the NIT. Yeah, can you get into the NIT now? And that's not to say things can change quickly. They can. You know, and guys, I mean, you see some you know some young talent on this team, and you know the big kid. You know, had, had he played all year, you know, he played very well. In the first half, you know, had he played all year, I think he would be certainly much further along. Where is he two weeks from now? You know, how much more consistent? How much more can they get from him inside going down the rest of the way? So we'll see. You know, we'll sort of see going forward. You know, what Tennessee gets out of some of guys like him that's just yeah. sort of added to the you know a new piece they've added to the puzzle, and then the younger kids, the freshmen, uh, how much more contributions they can get from them because it's as you say ap you you look at the schedule from here it's uh it doesn't get any easier you know and it's um you know and and even some of their home games you know you look at who they have at home it's you know it's tough teams they play tuesday at alabama and you're right tennessee has traditionally played miserably now their big man's out they're in alabama he is out but they have not played very good basketball there and then they come back home on saturday tennessee doesn't plays Kentucky at home, and then a quick turnaround. They play Arkansas at home, two really good basketball teams, and they go to South Carolina. Um, still got uh, you know, got Auburn a couple times. Yeah, you got Auburn once at home, and then you got Florida at home, yeah. and then Auburn on the road. A very good Auburn team that's playing with a lot of confidence. So it uh, could be a tough close of the season. Again, we'll see how some of the younger guys step up down the road. And, and again, you watch Tennessee these last two games. Scouting reports going to be pretty simple. Just go at them relentlessly inside and, and make them rebound the basketball, yep. make them guard inside. Because right now, when you look at the personnel, I mean, and, and Fulkerson, I know Barnes was pretty tough on him yesterday, um, but he, he's got to have some help. You know, he's got to have some help, and he's got to be a little bit more consistent. He has played hard and played well most of this year, but Tennessee, he he, he certainly cannot foul in. in if he gets in foul trouble, serious foul trouble the rest of the way, it's really going to be tough sledding. All right, football. A lot of news on the football front, AP. And we're going to try to catch up in the second segment with our good friend Bubba Miller from all-SEC all offensive linemen at Tennessee. In my mind, played on as good offensive line as Tennessee's ever had, at least in my lifetime. He blocked for a guy that Tennessee just added back to the staff, Jay Graham. That being Jay Graham and uh... – Jay uh, got in town on Tuesday and spent Wednesday and uh, well, Tuesday night and then spent Wednesday and Thursday in the office before heading out recruiting on Friday, then came back 
in for what was a, a big junior day yesterday over on campus. And so uh, Tennessee adds Jay Graham. He'll replace David Johnson. Uh, deals a, a two-year deal, 575 per year, um, which is what he was set to make this coming year at Texas A&M. He was making 550 this past season. Well, said to make 575 at A&M this coming year, but instead he gets a two-year deal at 575. And uh, you know, and, and talking to Jay, uh, very excited uh, to be back. Uh, really, really pumped to kind of get to work. And um, he was hoping that he would uh, get that call from Jeremy Pruitt. Got that uh, the official call on Monday night and accepted it shortly there uh, after being on the phone with Jeremy. And uh, the ball kind of got rolling. Well, and, and now you, know, you look at the staff. There's been there's been some change. There's been a little, you know, some some jockeying. Where, as you look at this staff now, Jeremy Pruitt staff. Yeah. Are we done? What where, where do you think? Anything else left out I, there? You know, I still think that there's possibility for, you know, some movement out there. Um, you know, not all NFL staffs are are full. And then. Uh, you know, where, where does where does Tracy Rocker stand? I mean, you know, Tracy's uh, coached a long time. Does this you know, does the desire to go and watch you know his son you know pitch a lot? I mean, how, how's all that work? Because I mean, like the more he kind of becomes such a household name in college baseball, you know, he didn't get to watch him pitch a ton this past year. Now he got to watch there at the end when Vanderbilt's making that run to the College World Series and Super Regionals and all that, but. You know, I think, you know, there's a desire there to, you know, be there for, for his son, you know, going forward. And, you know, so we'll see we'll see where uh, what Jeremy does, uh, you know, with Tracy. Uh, I, I could see it going multiple ways. Well, and you look at the offensive staff now, Tennessee's offensive staff. Obviously, Jim Cheney, the offensive coordinator. But you got two former Vols there who have tasted success, guys who have recruited extensively in this footprint know the university, know the program inside out. Of course, I'm talking about T. Martin and Jay Graham. Um, how big a benefit do you think that is for Tennessee now as they, as they go out and sell Tennessee football? I think that there's a benefit there. I mean, you know, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. Um, I think ultimately, whether, you know, they played here or not, is, you know, can they get the job done as recruiters? Mm-hmm. And they've been able to do it at other places. You know, Jay has uh, obviously got a nice footprint in North Carolina which is where he uh, starred as a high school All-American there in Concord. Um, and, and Tennessee, especially with this 2021 class, Chris, they're going to be camped out over there in the Tar Heel State. There's a bunch of talent over there in 2021. And uh, Jay Graham will be uh, helping lead the charge over there in that state in Greensboro. And, and Chris, he'll help Chris Winkie in Charlotte. And, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of time spent over yeah. there in, in that area. Yeah, good good luck in, in naming me a really good Tennessee football team that did not have a couple of kids from North Carolina on the team. Yeah. You know, whether it's a Jay Graham and Leonard Little, Carl, Carl Pickens, Pickens, Sean Bryson, Heath Schuler, you keep going, you know, on and on and on. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break here on the nation. We're going to try to catch up in a second segment with Bubba Miller, uh, who, again, blocked and played with Jay Graham and, and was on as good offensive lines as Tennessee's produced you know, in the last, gosh, in my lifetime. We're here at the Texas Roadhouse here in Alcoa. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service, 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. Are you hungry for a great deal? Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays until 6 p.m. You can choose from the six-ounce sirloin, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, 
and many other favorites. Text STEAK to 68984 to become a Texas Roadhouse VIP. Enjoy information about specials and delicious gifts. Standard message and data rates apply. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, and fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. There's something out there for you and me And the American road is calling So what's it gonna be? The world's most refreshing beer is now available at Thompson Bowling Arena. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top. So when the action on the court heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down. Because it's made to chill, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice cold Coors Light. Visit CherokeeDistributing.com to register for a chance to win a Coors Light Yeti Tundra. Must be 21 to win. Contest ends March 6th. Celebrate responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into the show. This is Chris Lowe with Austin Price. It's The Nation. We do it every Sunday night. Let's go right to the phone lines. Good friend of mine and one of the best offensive linemen and certainly played on one of the best offensive lines in Tennessee history, Bubba Miller. Bubba, thanks for joining us. Uh, one of your former teammates, a guy you opened a few holes for back in the day, back on staff at Tennessee as running backs coach. Jay Graham, how are you, my friend? Doing well, Chris. I appreciate you having me on today. Now, you, you know Jay well. You, you played with him. You blocked, with him, you blocked for him. You've seen him sort of evolve as, as a coach. He's been on a lot of great running backs and had a hand in developing a lot of great running backs You know, at, at several different places. When you heard that Jay was coming back to Tennessee as running backs coach, what are some of the things that went through your mind? Well, I was in- instantly uh, excited about it. You know, I kind of kept in touch with Jay a little bit over the last couple of years, uh, particularly once he came back here uh, in 2012 and he kind of recruited this area for Dooley. And I still remember him calling me one day, telling me he was going to be at a local high school, and there was a kid over there that I knew was going to be a really good player over at Brentwood Academy. He was in the ninth grade. And he walked by. I said, I said, Jay, you need to talk to this kid, man. You need to let him know who you are. He's going to be a pretty good player one day. And it was Derek Barnett. And uh, 
So Jay has obviously made the rounds from Florida State to Texas A&M and has made a tremendous name for himself. And I just can't tell you how overjoyed we are as former players. One, to see another former player on the staff. But two, you know, not just a guy that played there, a guy that has made his mark at other schools and has coached some really good backs at Florida State and Texas A&M. And I, I can't help but think what he's going to do for Eric Gray and that running back for it once he gets his hands on those guys. Yeah, and you sort of took the words out of my mouth, Bubba. You've got two guys, two former Vols now on that offensive staff in Jay Graham and T. Martin. Both guys, yeah, they're VFLs. I know fans are glad to see them back, but they have gone out into different conferences, different parts of the country, and had success recruiting, coaching, T's called plays. Uh, you know, Jay's been around, as I said a minute ago, has developed a lot of running backs. I think that, to me, is as enticing as anything for ball fans is you've got guys that know the program, that played in the program, can sell it, but have done it elsewhere as well. I think that's very important. I mean, a lot of guys uh, can say they're alums or say they coached here, and a lot of guys love the University of Tennessee. And, uh, I love the University of Tennessee too, but I'm not qualified to coach off the line, you know, but Jay has done it at a couple places. He has done it at a couple places, both at uh, very high levels and uh, you know, the name recognition certainly helps, but just the, the, the qualifications, man, and what this guy's been able to do. And, I mean, this is a guy that would, it's not just desired at our alma mater, but we, we desired on any staff, it's, it's really any big-time Division One school. So uh, I, I just think we're going to see results on and off the field. Bubba, it's Austin Price. You know, there's uh, the old notion, feels like 98 or, you know, Tennessee's back. But when you look up and you've got Philip Fulmer as your AD, you've got T. Martin on staff, you've got Jay Graham on staff, and you've got the son of your old teammate, Kevin Mays, Cade Mays, back on campus. Does, does it kind of give you a little bit of a nostalgic feel to see all this kind of this orange lineage that's, that's back around the program? It really does. And, and, and you, you know, you just feel like, we're in the best possible hands we could possibly be in from a football perspective. It feels like we've got a coach that understands um, that it's not a quick fix. Uh, it's going to take a lot of hard work. And what he's done in one year, fixing both sides of the line of scrimmage, I, you know, I, if you'd asked me if that be done in a year, I would say absolutely not. But, but he's done it. A big credit to the strength staff, strength conditioning staff, but also – uh, to Will Friend and, and the job that those that he's done and Rock has done as well. So, you know, it, it's nice to have guys back in Orange that really care about it, that really kind of believe in Orange. You know, Chris and I have had this discussion dozens of times. And one of the things that made my experience there unique and made, you know, the, the, the lines that I play for that were really good unique is, I mean, we had three to four guys starting that were all 22 guys. And, you can say it doesn't, but it means just a little bit more. And uh, so, yeah, having having some guys up there like Kate Mays and Trey Smith, uh, certainly, you know, you, you, you feel like there's tradition being carried on and more tradition being built. You, you specifically brought up the line of scrimmage. You know, Chris, we, we talk about it a lot on this show. It's a line of scrimmage league. Um, you know, to to see the offensive line potential that's here now with Trey and Cade and Brandon Kennedy coming back for a sixth year, and then you know the continued progression of guys like Wanye Morris, Darnell Wright, and Kron Calbert, 
it, it feels like Tennessee's got an, an SEC offensive line again. I mean, as as an old lineman, does it kind of just kind of get does it kind of get your blood flowing a little bit seeing some of the guys Tennessee now will will trot out there along the the offensive trenches? Well, just just knowing for the first time in probably feels like ten years, and that might actually be true that we can get under center in third and one or third and goal and actually execute a play and displace people and pick up a yard to continue a drive or to finish the game, it certainly is a reassuring feeling. So, uh, yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. Bubba, I just want to add that not only are you an old offensive lineman, you're just old too, okay? I want to, I want to throw that out there. <laughs> well, that, that, that uh, you know, time has a way of playing tricks on us all. And, uh, you know, as my mother used to tell me, man, the older you get, the the, the more of those uh, that calendar keeps flipping, man. That calendar feels like it's literally just flipping at, at a breakneck speed at the moment. <laughs> you know, I wondered from your perspective, and I know you uh, you you are an offensive line aficionado. I know you watch those guys. You take a lot of a lot of pride in seeing guys do it the right way and play the game the right way. As you watched Trey Smith last year, especially the last half of the season. You know, and everything you know, he's fought through. What, what, what sort of? Give me your take on where he came from, and especially now, if they can put together this regimen for him, where he can practice more. You know, I think he only had two full contact practices last year. What might we? What might we see from him next year, Bob? Well, I, I mean, it, it's been a long time, and I can't even really remember. Maybe going back to the late nineties. You know, with a Chad Clifton or Aaron Sears or uh, it's been a long time since we and we've had some good players over the years. Don't don't get me wrong, but just to see a guy that you know can dominate and maul whoever you put across from him, be it a be it a, a you know a, a first round type guy or just a tomato can type guy, to know that we're going to win that matchup. 95 percent of the time is just something we haven't had in a long time. And you know, first and foremost, you know, Trey Smith is a is a tremendous kid, and they uh, just has been a, a such a great ambassador for the University of Tennessee. But you know, from a football perspective, he, he is just a powerful kid, and to be able to do what he did with the limited amount of practice that he had. Uh, just speaks volumes to just the, the natural ability he has, but, but also clearly he has spent a lot of time in the film room, you know, studying his opponent and studying himself and studying other guys that he wants to be like. But, you know, it, it all starts with just really some God-given abilities. But, man, that, that kid has maximized his talent. And, you know, when you have a guy that's been blessed with a lot of ability but puts the time in, to really, really, really master his craft, and you've got a special, special player, and that's what he is. Bubba, as you look at that, I know you follow the SEC as closely as anybody. When you look especially at the East now, next year, and what Tennessee's, you know, because you always want to have, I'm, I'm, I'm old like you. I mean, I, you got you got to be good up front. You, I, I just don't remember a team in this league that's been loaded at skill positions and, and had a really good quarterback that was average or below in either line of scrimmage. But when you look across the division, you look at, you know, Tennessee and then bring it back, I mean, what kind of step realistically do you expect as a, as a VFL, as someone who, who follows and loves the university, what type of spec, do, what kind of expectation do you have as far as a step 
this team can take next year? Well, I feel like we are now uh, at or near an even playing field with the, with the better teams in our division, being Georgia and Florida. Uh, we no longer have to feel like we have to scheme around, you know, our inconsistencies on the on both sides of the line of scrimmage, and we've got depth. Uh, all across the defensive line, we've got depth on the offensive line. I'm really excited to see what those two freshman tackles do this offseason and how they come back. I and mean, There's to be some tremendous growth there for those guys. But, but really, Chris, if, if, the honest answer, man, if you're really wanting to know what the expectation is and how we're going to take the next step, all things being equal, you know, not knowing what Florida's going to do a quarterback or Georgia's going to do a quarterback, the difference is really for – for Tennessee, it's going to be the same thing. What, what's going to happen at the quarterback position? Because, you know, if you push, if, if you have a push on the offensive line, you have a push on the defensive line, and, hey, we're all equal here. Everybody's got great running backs. Everybody's got great receivers. The question really as far as how far our program is going to go is what happens at the quarterback position. So this this spring is going to be pretty crucial. Yep. Got to be more consistent without question at that position. All right, Bob, before we let you go, man, who you got? Chiefs and Niners tonight. You know, I'm really, 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 you know, I'm an Andy Reid guy. I was on Andy's first three teams in Philadelphia, and I really thank the world of him and, and really wanted to see him win. But, man, that, that San Francisco de- defensive line and running game really kind of gave me falls, man. So I, I'm pulling for Andy, but, man, I, I wouldn't get a least good surprise if San Francisco won. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Bubba, make a pick, dude. You rode the fence harder there. I mean, come on now. I'm rooting, but I won't be surprised. I want to say my heart for sure is pulling for Kansas City because, you know, Eric B. Enemy was a teammate of mine as well. But, you know, my football film tells me, man, you know, a front four that can get to the passer without blitzing and a running game that no one's figured out yet tells me, man, that's, that's generally the, the, the formula for winning the championship. Well, man, we always love catching up with you, Bob. It's been too long. We need to catch up there in, uh, in Nashville now that you're the big entrepreneur that you are there in the mid-state. But we need to, when I'm through that way the next time, we need to do that. But it's always a pleasure to spend some time with you here on The Nation, my friend. Well, thank you, man. And you, you feel free. You call me collect anytime you need. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it, Bubba. Thanks, man. That's Bubba Miller, former All-SEC offensive lineman in Tennessee, one of the best to ever do it in orange up front. And we'll take our second break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hey, fans, for the best selection of big orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville. Locally owned and operated, Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things big orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. I've had the privilege of performing over 22,000 LASIK procedures in my career. That's more than a capacity crowd at Thompson Bowling Arena. Do you want to improve your vision? Are you tired of wearing contact lenses and glasses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020. 
Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. This season, get an assist from the coldest player off the bench, Dos Equis Cerveza. There's simply no substitute. Dos Equis has been crafting its famous beer for as long as the Vols have been shooting hoops. We're talking over a century of game day greatness. That's tradition you can taste. Dos Equis, good from the opening tip. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, who remind you to please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Welcome back into the show, The Nation on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll come at you a little bit earlier today than normal. We're at the Texas Roadhouse here in Alcoa. Austin Price uh, sporting some of his um, master's apparel. How many master's pullovers do you Man, have? I don't even know. That's too many to count. A lot of money. How much money? Here's a better question. How much money have you spent on Masters Apparel? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of money. Um, you know, I, you know, Coach Pruitt loves to give me a hard time about my golf polos. So, you know, he'll be like, does your wife know how much you cost? <laughs> I guess she's well aware. You know, one, one night on this show, we're going to say, all right, we're going to welcome to the show a special guest, and we're just going to have you doing Jeremy. And, and, and his voice, right. and, and see if people can understand or, or, or decipher whether it's you or Jeremy. Well, Chris, I tell you what, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching this this Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, me and Casey and the kids were just hanging out watching. Them. Pruitt family, uh, bigger than it once was, is a new, yeah, new addition yeah, to the Pruitt got, family. Got, got the little girls. Uh, Miss Casey uh, delivered uh, well, a week and a half. We can have a go or so. I mean, you know, congrats to them. I mean, that's super. You know, <laughs> I told uh, Coach Pruitt back when, you know, when I found out that, that she was expecting and, that, you know, and he told me it was going to be a girl. And I said, man, I said, this is your first girl. And I, and as a as a father of two girls, you know, I, I can't speak from experience about having a boy, so I don't know. But I, I know that, that, you know, the old, the age old, uh, you know, notion of, mama's boy or daddy's girl that really is really true in a lot of ways and uh you know my two are really partial to me and that some tells me that this this new addition for coach pruitt will have him wrap and and i think will soften him a bunch not that he's i think he's softened a lot just since he got here as a head coach but you know i think we'll really kind of open up the the tender heart for old jp I want to remind Tennessee football fans that the 2020 Chevrolet Orange and White game is slated for Saturday, April 18th. Be sure to mark your calendar and join head coach Jeremy Pruitt 
in the Tennessee Volunteers at Neyland Stadium. That's the 2020 Chevrolet orange and white game. Be here before you know it, AP. Tennessee baseball getting ready to crank up as uh, Tony Vitello's Vols open play later this month at home with a couple games. We're going to try to catch up with Tony Vitello in the next week or two here on the nation, but uh, had a chance to attend the first pitch banquet. I'll tell you what, with their pitching staff and some of the new players, some of the new faces, and some of the guys coming back, this has a chance to be a really good baseball team and a team that's got a lot, a program that's got a lot of momentum. Coming off last year's NCAA tournament yeah. appearance, the first, first one since you were probably in high school. It's been a while. And, uh, and, and I think the way just being around that program and being, you know, the culture, I, I really like what I see and uh, the way they've recruited. And, uh, you, you, again, it's pitching is so, much like Bubba was talking about quarterback and football. But when you've got the, the arms, and I think they will again this year, they've got a chance to be uh, uh, a lot of fun. I, went, I saw them play a lot last year. They're a, lot of, they're a fun baseball team to watch play. And I think you're going to see the crowds pick up over at Lindsey Nelson Stadium this year. And, uh, and, and I think fans see, you know, have sort of tasted it last year, them getting to the tournament. What can they do now going forward? Well, how they how they just kind of went in the tank for years and years and just could not get out of it. And you know, with what he's been able to accomplish in just a couple of seasons uh, at the helm has been quite impressive. And uh, you know, uh, again, he he he's getting the right kids from in state and uh, you know, doing a nice job in evaluating players and uh, landing landing baseball players that can help them right um so you know again I, you can't explain how they just went that long without being in the sec tournament and how they hadn't been to the you know to, to an ncaa tournament and you know i mean almost you know two you know two two decades yeah. I mean, it's just it's mind-boggling when you really think about it because i mean they had some you know quality i mean dave serrano knows what he's doing i mean th- and, and, think about when they hired dave serrano that was a oh, around yeah. the, the baseball world I thought it was a great hire home run hire I don't and know then, anybody that didn't think that was a good hire. And then just just, just struggled. Did, just it didn't just work. Didn't work. Just didn't work. And 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 again, fit and timing. But in listen, the SEC for all the talk about how good it is in, in football, it might be even stronger in baseball. Oh yeah, it, it is. I think I think it is way uh, more deep in baseball than it ever has been in football. I mean, I think football just kind of you rotate the top. T- I mean, you've got this core group of one or two teams that's always at the top, but then spots three through six kind of just rotate and baseball i mean you've got on any given year you know eight teams that could you know potentially win the league all right i'm gonna give you a little a little cheat sheet here before we get into your favorite part of the show the marathon question of the week i'm gonna i want to get you sort of to fast forward to this offensive line what we may see the how some could be interchangeable potentially but what this offensive line might look like next year. Stop by your friendly neighborhood marathon station today. You'll discover how a full tank of freedom means that no matter what you're up for, they'll take you wherever you go, marathon fueling the American spirit. All right, Bubba mentioned the two freshman tackles that he's going to be intrigued to see this offseason, what they do, how much they grow, what they look like physically when they kick it off again in September. Yeah. Uh, because that's tough. I mean, of all the positions you throw a true freshman into in the SEC or, or major college football, offensive tackle, phew, good luck with that. But having a whole year now in the program, in the conditioning, strength and conditioning program, being around people, 
what do you look for? How do you think it's going to shake? The, the, the good news is you're going to have, what do you think, seven, eight guys? Now, again, the, some of this depends on does Cade Mays get the waiver and can he be eligible right away? I understand that. But let's say let's say he does. Let's say he does. You want me to run down the starting five? Yeah. And, and then sort of who are the – well, let's start inside. We'll say, you know, I think Kennedy's going to be starting center, sixth year. All right. Um, Trey Smith, left guard. I'm going to go Cade Mays, right guard. But potentially one of the tackle spots, depending on where they are with, you know, um, you know some of these young tackles. After that, I mean, if, I, if you're just asking me to so, pick everybody's healthy, I would go Wanye left, Trey Smith left guard, Kennedy, Cade Mays at right guard, and then Darnell Wright at right tackle. I think it's a real coin flip between Darnell and K-Ron. Um, but I think Darnell, you know, one, he played basically the whole back half of the year with a, with a hurt ankle, and he wasn't really able to, to train. He got way overweight at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this, this you know, he's going to be healthy this spring. I think he's going to get a lot of uh, a lot of run in the spring. And so uh, I, I think that, you know, he, he, will, he will grow by leaps and bounds because he's never been in an off-season weight program. Remember, he didn't arrive until the summertime. Right. Whereas Wanye was here for spring last year, so uh, I think he's got a chance to to grow the most just because he's never had this opportunity. And listen, you got to have you got to have seven or eight that you can play at least. You know, in the offensive line, guys get hurt, they miss games. Um, you just got to, you know, and guy. And, and the thing that and, and being able to cross train guys, you know, Trey Smith. Could step out and play tackle if he needed him to. I mean, he's, I think his position is guard. That's where he's best at. I think that's where he's most comfortable at. But that's what Tennessee's going to have, too. I think on top of guys that can play and some experience, they're going to have some depth. And you've got to have that in the offensive line. You do. I mean, you, you, it's, it, you've got experience, whether that is Riley Locklear, who started games at guard, whether that is, you know, uh, Jerome Carvin, who has started games at guard, has played some center. Um, you, you've got, you know, you know, eight, nine guys that have played viable snaps, have started games and been either good, serviceable, or really great. So depending on who it is, I, I look at a guy like Jerome Carvin, I honestly think a guy like Jerome Carvin, and nobody, nobody, wants, to, nobody wants to say this or hear these things, but, like, you know, Depending on how you know next year goes, you know if everybody is, is is eligible and healthy and everything, a guy like Jerome Carvin may be better suited to play the four games and say, I'm "Done, I'm a red shirt." I'm just saying. I mean, why waste a year of eligibility if that's, you're if you're going to be a, a well, that's where, platoon guy? That's where we are now in the sport at every position. Uh, but boy, I tell you what, you'd much rather have that problem, AP, than the other, and you're just scratching and clawing trying to get to five or six. All right, let's go ahead and take our final break tonight on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back here at the Texas Roadhouse in Alcoa in just one minute. Supply. Season, enjoy the refreshing taste of Coors Light and Dos Equis. Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. It's made to chill. And Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Both these great brands distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. Celebrate responsibly at 21 means 21. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count rewards from Marathon. 
Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. Down the field, rocky top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor, from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. The world's most refreshing beer is now available at Thompson Bowling Arena. This season, enjoy Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light on Rocky Top. So when the action on the court heats up, Coors Light is there to cool things down. Because it's made to chill, grab the beer that supports the balls. Ice-cold Coors Light. Visit CherokeeDistributing.com to register for a chance to win a Coors Light Yeti Tundra. Must be 21 to win. Contest ends March 6th. Celebrate responsibly. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And welcome back to Texas Roadhouse. Alongside Chris Lowe, I'm Austin Price. We close out this edition of The Nation as we get ready for the Super Bowl coming up here shortly after 6 o'clock. Of course, that game will be on Fox as uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will have the call on that one. So let's set the board, Tennessee recruiting um, as we head towards the second signing period coming up on Wednesday. Tennessee, I think, with really two spots. Um, we look at the, 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 the notable players that are available, and if they could potentially go three if they were to hit the trifecta. But, you know, D. Beckwith, athlete out of Florence, Alabama, his head coach, Will Hester, was a head coach of Middle Tennessee for the people in Nashville listening to the show. He was a former head coach at Ravenwood and Nolensville. Uh, Dee's really been only focused on football about the last 18 months. He's, you know, always fancied himself as a basketball player. He's a very good basketball player, averages about 23 points a game, um, and, and will want to be a part of Rick Barnes' program if he picks Tennessee. This is coming down to Tennessee and Florida, and, and Dee is a young man who's got a lot of talent, though. Really, like I said, he's only focused on football for about the last year and a half. So when he, uh, if he ever just kind of settles down and focuses, I mean, he's, He's got, you know, big-time potential uh, in the game of football. And then uh, the other one would be uh, wide receiver Malachi Weidman. Uh, to me, this one comes down to Tennessee and Florida State. The other two players there uh, are Oregon, who he visited last weekend, and then Ole Miss, who he visited this weekend. Uh, had a basketball game Friday, did not fly to uh, Oxford until yesterday. And then, of course, we'll have to be off, um, off of uh, campus uh, later today when the uh, dead period goes into full effect, and then the whole month of February from here on out will be dead. In other words, no junior days at all in the month of February, which means coaches can, honestly, I think probably a good thing, coaches can focus on, uh, you know, either their team in spring ball and or 
Um, you know, just you know, a little bit of time away to focus on families after they've been on the road and doing the grind for the last, uh, you know, you know, six weeks or so, whether it be before Christmas or, uh, you know, coming out of the uh, Christmas dead period here uh, middle part of January. So uh, the other one would be Zach Evans. Uh, you know, I don't think that one's going to end anytime soon. Tennessee, Ole Miss, um, you know, I think there's potential for other teams to jump in the mix. Florida's still swinging there. <coughs> Texas A&M, um, you know, Georgia's no longer in that one. But, uh, you know, he, he's already signed with Georgia, asked out of it. Georgia allowed him to get out of his national letter of intent. He cannot sign again, Chris, and so thus he is going to not sign anywhere come Wednesday and basically means, you know, all these teams can continue to recruit him. So even if he said Wednesday, I'm going to pick Ole Miss, Tennessee can continue to recruit him or vice versa. If he picked Tennessee, Ole Miss can continue to recruit him until he shows up on campus and goes to class somewhere, likely May or June. Where do you think, AP, and you cover recruiting a lot closely than I do, where do you think the, the two signing dates, the early versus the late, has impacted Tennessee the most, yay and or nay? I think that it, I don't think it's impacted it negatively. I think what it does, I think the early signing period where it's currently structured in, you know, in December is a detriment to anybody that makes a coaching change. Right. I think the best thing that you can do, and you've seen some of that, is the promoting from within. If you're going to make a change, you know, you hire somebody that's already on your staff and kind of just change a philosophy and, and do, do a little bit of a change of philosophy. I just think that, you know, when you look, go back to, you know, Jeremy, when Jeremy got hired, Look at the other coaches that got hired then. Willie Taggart, Chad Morris, mm-hmm. Chip Kelly, um, you know, right on down the line. A lot of those guys are already out of jobs. Well, you know, right. and, 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 and it, that you can't tell me that they weren't, you know, adversely affected by that initial first year early signing period. And I think anybody that, that makes a change is affected with the early signing period because I think that it leaves you with 10, 12, 14 days to try to put a staff together. Which is about near, or not staff, but to put a recruiting class together, which is about near impossible because nobody wants to p- take all the players that were committed to the previous staff because they want their own quote dudes. So I mean, it just it, it, to me, I, I think it's a real, it, it's hard. You really set your program back when you make a coaching change. I mean, it really does. I and unless you are the upper echelon team like an Ohio State they make a change they go to of course they promoted from within but even if they hadn't I think they could have survived it but if you're a team that's been struggling Chris I think it only puts you further behind to make that move and I mean I think it's hurt Florida State you know I mean it hurt them in this class um, and, and I think that Norvell will do a fantastic job down there but when you're already behind on talent you can't afford to miss you know a, a good portion of a whole signing class again. Well, you had three situations in the SEC West this year. Yeah, the coaches were out. You know, where you, you the same thing you're talking about. Coaches. Joe Moorhead, same that same same deal. You know, Moorhead, two years. You know, you had the Ole Miss. You know, Lane coming in at Ole Miss. Sam Pittman coming in at Arkansas. Um, trying to decide what you're talking about. You know, do how, how many do we keep? Do we honor this many? That many? That's that's a that's a delicate balancing act. It is. It's just. It's it's really it really puts um, it, it makes the rubber meet the road really really quick when you can't when you when you when you're trying to decide okay do I take all these guys that maybe I didn't really want but they're already committed so it's at least a warm body versus do I take the risk of going out and trying to make a change 
and philosophy and say, okay, we're going to get rid of players X, Y, and Z. Th- to me, that's a, a risky uh, proposition to go that road. Well, we're not too far away from the start of spring practice. Hard to believe that it's uh, it, it's going to be here before you know it. And I think the things I think we all would be looking for is the development of the young tackles. You know, yeah. how, what they how much different they look, body size, body shape. You know, how much more equipped they look, and I think the consistency as Bubba Miller pointed out there. Thanks to Bubba Miller for joining us tonight. Consistency at the quarterback position. So you got Chiefs, Niners. Chiefs. Andy Reid, man, it's his time. Come for the Chiefs. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week right here on The Nation. Listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Discover how a full tank of Freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The is also brought to you by Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation, signing off.